apologized the innkeeper. They'll be here any moment. They register all visitors. Tell them, he carelessly answered, that you have a nobleman as guest. A gentleman. Indeed, enthused the innkeeper, now humble and curious, bowing deeply, his tasseled cap in his hand. A gentleman from Venice, he affirmed. He pronounced this as though it were some extraordinary title or rank. Even Balby pricked up his ears at the tone of his voice. Then he wrote his name in a precise and expert hand in the guest book. The innkeeper was red with excitement. He wiped his temples with a fat finger and couldn't make up his mind whether to run to the police station or to go down on his knees and kiss the man's hand. Being undecided, he simply stood there in silence. Eventually he lit a lantern and escorted his guests up the stairs. The servants were busying themselves about the apartment. They brought large gilt candlesticks, warm water in a silver jug, and canvas towels manufactured in Limburg. The visitor undressed slowly, in regal fashion, like a king at his toilette. He handed his filthy garments one by one to the innkeeper and his servants, his blood-bespotted silk pantaloons having to be cut away on both sides with scissors because they were sticking to him, and then soaked his feet in a silver bowl full of water while leaning back in an armchair, matted and solemn, almost faint with exhaustion. At certain points he dropped into sleep, mumbled and cried out. Barby, the innkeeper, and the servants came and went about him with open mouths, making up the bed in the chamber, drawing the curtains, and snuffing out almost all the candles. They had to knock at his door for some time when it came to supper. As soon as he had eaten, he fell fast asleep, and remained sleeping till noon the next day, his face smooth and untroubled, as indifferent as a day-old corpse. "'A gentleman,' said the girls, giggling, whispering and singing as they went about their tasks in the kitchen and cellar, washing cutlery, wiping plates, chopping up firewood, serving in the bar, now talking in low voices with fingers held to their mouths, now giggling again, eventually calming down and passing on the news officiously, then laughing. A gentleman, yes, a gentleman, from Venice. In the evening two men from the Secret Service appeared, drawn by his name, that name so notorious and irresistible, so dangerous and fascinating, a name redolent of adventures and flight, a name that attracted the Secret Service in whatever town it appeared, and they wanted to know everything about him. Is he asleep? Has he no luggage? A dagger, replied the innkeeper. He arrived with a dagger. That is his sole possession. A dagger, they repeated, nodding vigorously, bemused. What kind of dagger? The secret serviceman inquired. A Venetian dagger, answered the innkeeper in awed tones. Nothing else, they insisted. Nothing, the innkeeper said. Nothing but a dagger. That's all he has. The information took the secret servicemen by surprise. They would not have been amazed to find that he had arrived bearing loot, precious stones, spirits, necklaces, and rings that he had slipped off the fingers of innocent women as he travelled. His reputation preceded him like a herald announcing his name. The prelate had already sent word to the police chief that morning, requesting the force to send the notorious guest on his way. That same morning, and after mass in the evening, the taverns of Tyrol and Lombardy were full of tales of his escape. Watch him, the secret serviceman said. 
Watch him carefully and take note of every word he says. You have to be extremely wary of him. If he receives any mail, you must find out who it is from. If he sends any, you must find out where it is addressed. Observe his every movement. It seems, they whispered into the innkeeper's ear, cupping their hands, that he has a protector. Not even his grace the prelate can touch him. Not for the time being, added the innkeeper sagely. Not for the time being, echoed the secret serviceman solemnly. They departed on tiptoe, with gloomy expressions oppressed by their cares. The innkeeper sat down in the tavern and sighed. He didn't like notorious guests who roused the prelates or the police's suspicion. He thought of the guest himself, the dark fires and embers that flickered in his sleepy eyes, and he was afraid. He thought of the dagger, the Venetian dagger, his guest's sole possession, and was even...